This is a D&D channel where we'll be following the adventures of Poppy, a level 1 fairy ranger who's trying to save her town from a mysterious problem that's killing off all the men in her village. I'm Dominic and I will be playing your horror comedy romantic dungeon master taking you through the beautiful town of Bellhaven. And I'm Mel. I'll be playing Poppy, your pretty peppy perky pixie fairy, who is also a level one ranger. Is there uh, anything worth noting about her for this episode before we get started? Poppy lives with her grandmother, her mother, and her three aunts, which you will notice that they're all females because as this town of Bellhaven, it is ran by women and owned by women and lived by women and the desolating population of men. All right. And with that, we will begin our adventure. I'm going to grab my coffee. I'm so fucking cute, bitch. I'm so fucking cute. Attitude abusive. But I'm so fucking cute. In the world of Dos Lunas, a tropical planet with large oceans and even larger forests sits the fairy village of Bellhaven, a town of roughly 5,000 fairies where everyone lives in holes of massive trees. Crystal clear flowing rivers run through the center that provide water, and the townsfolk have a deep love for freedom, self-expression, and gentle chaos. A matriarchal town that holds a dark problem where the men are dying off quicker than they're being born. That is, if something's not fixed within the next few years, the town will cease to exist. You, Poppy, awake from your bed. It's your first day of being a legal consenting adult of 16 years old. You will now be allowed to date, drink, get a loan for your very own tree hole home if you want, or even leave town and become an adventurer. That is, if you pass your initiation. As you wake up out of your bed, you see four large fairy women with tattoos on their faces, all with dew drops representing tears under their eyes. The biggest one is holding a bag, and she says, Before we bag you, your grandmother Lily made a request. She steps aside, and Grandma Lily is standing in the gap with your family's heirloom short bow. It's got a ribbon on it, and she holds it out to you, and she says, Honey, I know you're going to make our village proud. And just because your mom failed the test doesn't mean that you're going to take our ancestral bow and you show them who's boss. And the giant fairy goes to cover your head with a bag. Do you allow it to happen? Today's the day! I'm ready to be bagged. Bag me, please. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm happy you're so happy about this. And he places a bag over your head. As you're bagged and dragged through your tree hole... Your mother, Donnie, who is drinking heavily in the corner, says, Oh, you're going to make us proud. I'm just uh, <clears throat> be yourself and uh, you'll, you'll do great, honey. She takes a giant sip from some kind of fermented corn wine-esque bottle. You bet I will. Thanks, Mom. I'll see you cheering in the crowd. You say as a giant fairy is dragging you through the home in a bag. <laughs> You're dragged out of your hole. You feel you're getting dragged through your village. And uh, the dragging feels like grass now as you're being pulled through some unknown location. (gasps) This is all so exciting. Uh, You hear ritualistic chanting as you're dragged on from all the townsfolk that know that this is your initiation process to become a woman. You hear murmurs from townsfolk 
that say stuff along the lines of, do you think she'll survive? And I bet she fails. Or I think she'll do great. And the dragon goes from feeling like wood to grass and then back to wood again. And the dragging stops. And your hood is removed. Before you, you are inside what you know is the mother tree. Around you is High Fairy Council of Four, the prestigious leaders of your village, and the 20 prestigious village consultants circling you in robes. Everybody's staring at you. You are inside of this giant oak tree, and inside this giant hierarchical oak tree is a second tree that's a baobab tree. You know this to be a huge ceremonial importance to your village. The second tree inside of the massive oak tree has a swirling magical rainbow design with a mercury-like gloss covering it. You know this to be the DMT hole. DMT standing for Dreamy Magical Tree Hole. <laughs> As you gaze upon this magical dreamy tree hole, roll a d20. A d10. Five. Oh, okay, so... To wrap it all up in an easy, understandable way, you are dragged into a bag inside of a giant ceremonial tree with a tree inside of it. And inside of that tree has a hole that's a mercury-filmed rainbow design that you know is the DMT hole. Okay. And as you're looking at it, you see the best-looking woman in town named Skittles. And she falls into the tree hole, tripping on her robe. And she trips right into the mercury DMT hole. And then with a minute later, she comes back out of the hole completely naked. And everybody's staring at her in complete disbelief that she just fucked up the ceremony and fell into the hole. And she looks around and says, oh my god. And she doesn't know what to do. And she just kind of like leaves and walks away. <laughs> Freaks out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dreamy magical tree hole? Dreamy that- magical tree hole. You know from villager knowledge that to prove yourself as a woman, you must enter the DMT tree hole for the very first time as a girl. But as you return, you will be a woman. The High Council of Fairies all speak in simultaneousness, saying, Enter the hole or remain a girl. Enter the hole or remain a girl. And oh, hi everyone! I didn't see you there! Enter Hello? the Hello? hole! Remain a girl! Oh, the hole? You Enter want me to go into the hole? It's so pretty! Thank you for inviting me to the hole! I'll go! So you go into the hole? I'll do a uh, running jump into the <laughs> hole, head first. As you dive into the hole, you hear the loud ceremonial humming chantings of your people, and you feel the film covering your skin like an airtight bag. And it starts to sting a little bit, and you start to lose all your oxygen, and then you black out. Okay. (laughs) As you awake, you find yourself at the beginning of a long, dark hallway. Small lights on the ceiling dimly illuminate the path. Ten doors leading down this dark hallway. And at the end, one brighter lit door with chains running across diagonally up and down, all put together by three locks. So at the end of the hallway is a door with three locks. You can barely see it, but that's what you make out. And there are ten doors running along the side? Five Five doors on on each side. And the door with the locks on it says exit. Well, it's a good thing I'm uh, not afraid of the dark. So uh, that's something good. What, what's my wardrobe? Like, am I naked like that lady? So you have nothing but, you have everything pajamas. that you went into this hole with. You have pajamas okay. and a short bow and, you know, uh, let's say 15 arrows. 
Okay. Well, I'm certainly dressed for the occasion. And I'm going to uh, walk up and go to the first door on my left and try and open it. Okay. You open the first door on your left, and you see a staircase leading into pitch blackness. Down or up? Leading down. Okay. You don't even see anything as the staircase just fades into black. Well, here it goes. And I'll trapeze down the staircase. All right. As you slowly trapeze, as in, like, acrobatically. Well, I mean, like, jauntily walk down the stairs. (laughs) You jauntily walk down the stairs. Inside, you hear... (laughs) As you get passed down at the bottom of the staircase, you see a lit-up room with a stage on the center. And in the center of the stage is a massive clown with bright red hair and long fangs. And he looks at you and just starts maniacally laughing. (laughs) Sir, I I didn't catch the joke. I'd like to be laughing too. The joke is going to be when I bite your neck off and suck your blood from your scrawny little head. Oh, um, I I wouldn't like that very much. Uh, Could you please not do that? He rushes toward you and attempts to attack you. So roll initiative. So, 19. Okay. You are definitely going first. The clown rolled a 9. Um, as he charges towards me, I am a fairy. I have beautiful, translucent black wings that project from my back. Okay. And so I would like to sweep up into the air to put about, like, 10 feet distance between us. Okay. I will say, if you try to go out of his reach, he'll get an attack of opportunity. Actually, no. no. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's hear yeah. it. That's how, um, with the fey ancestry part, it <laughs> gives it to where moving away with your wings isn't a movement away. Like, it's... Wow. Because you can move backwards while still facing forwards. You can move backwards while still facing forwards. Yeah. Oh, hence why you don't get an attack of opportunity. Yeah. Okay. So it's not like a... It's just a distance. Okay. So it's like if I backed up so I could okay. get a better aim. All right. So you aim... You, you get just out of his arm distance. Okay. This clown has just a maniacal deathly looking face he looks like he's been put through a meat grinder he's got bits of skin hanging off of his face and he just continues to maniacally laugh all the time okay um i would like to use my action to dodge for when he attacks and i would like to um persuade him to accept my help sir um I have a healer's kit, and I've been trained with it. I can I can help you out there. Roll a d20. If you beat an 18. 19. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I didn't even add my, uh... Oh, it's okay. The clown looks at you and goes, <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. You know, I've learned in my time that the people who laugh the hardest are the ones that hurt the hardest. <laughs> He ceases his maniacal laughing a bit and starts to legitimately listen to you. He lowers his arms a bit and you see his blood-drenched eyes slowly start to kind of make its way on you. And he starts to step toward you. And he gets closer. 
And he puts his hand out for you to shake. And he says, What would you like from me? I wouldn't like anything from you. I would just like to help you. Well, I, I, what would you like to help me with? I don't know, sir. Um, is there a reason that you wanted to attack me instead of um, having a conversation? My character's objective is she is helpful to a fault. <laughs> okay, okay. And uh, That's good. You want to help me with certain tasks, you say. I have one task if you truly wish to help. There's a door on the side of the room. I can't manage to get it open. My snacks are inside. And if I'm, I'm extremely hangry. I haven't eaten in decades. So anybody that comes through this room, I go fucking crazy and maul them. That's what my life is about right now. I don't know how I got here. I just maul people that come through that door. And I've had snacks in that room for a millennia now, and I haven't been able to access it. Oh, well I understand your pain. Last summer, I went went without snacks for two whole weeks. <laughs> Seems like a lot for you, but I've been going for years, and I don't think you know the struggle I've been going through. Of course not. My life can't even compare to yours, but I can understand why you'd be so hangry, as you say. Yeah, that's right. And he starts to like, he's got fangs on his mouth that like overlap his lips. And he starts like touching his fangs as he sees that he might actually be able to get something out of you. And he says, You figure out how to open up that door and we can go on our ways. And he motions over to a door. I would love to help you, sir. Now you say you have a key? I have a key. Have yes. you tried? The key in the door? Yes, of course I've tried the key in the door. It does not open the door. I thought it might as well just see my options. He motions over to the door, and there's a bright rainbow door. I'll approach the rainbow door. Okay. You... And first things first, I'm going to try the doorknob. Okay, it's locked. <sighs> Man, that would have been awesome if it would have worked, huh? An echo comes from the door that says, If you can make me laugh... I will open up the door. And you hear the clown goes, Yeah, see, that's the fucking shit it gives to me. I'm a clown, but I've been so hungry I can't make jokes anymore. And I, I'm just, I'm, I'm so hungry. I, I, I don't know what to do. And I, I can't make jokes. I'm the worst clown in the world. I, I, I'm pissed, okay? Tell, tell us some jokes. See if you can open it. Now don't get down on yourself. You're not the worst clown in the world. You look pretty funny to me. Do you, do you? You, you really think so? I do. I do. I see the potential in you. You look like a good, funny clown. Roll a perception check. 21. Ooh. As you say he looks like a good, funny clown, you see a maggot crawl from out of his nose and into his mouth. He gives you a massive grin with like saliva dripping from his mouth. He just stares at you in the eyes and he raises his eyebrows and says, you know what? I, I, I'm really enjoying your company. <laughs> um, now you say you haven't had a snack in, in how many years? I start to lose track, but God, I must have been seven years, maybe ten, maybe fifteen. Well, it's, it's been so long. Well, geez, sir. Um, I just saw a, a little buggy crawl into your mouth. That's a snack right there. <laughs> Me and the bugs live in a mutual relationship. 
I do not eat them and they clean the fungus that grows on me. I cannot eat the bugs, okay? You're a lucky man. I wish I had bugs that cleaned me, but instead I have to bathe with soap. I haven't seen soap in so long. (laughs) I could bring you back a bar. I just have to get through this, this silly old womanhood puzzle thing, but I'll get back to you with that. I would like that, actually. You got it. Now, if you could open that door and right, right. release my snacks. Of course. Hmm. How do I make a door laugh? The door whispers into your soul. Any jokes are fine. I like racist jokes. I like blonde jokes. I like corny jokes. I even like dad jokes. Tell me a joke, and I may open. My brain quit out on me. I can't think of a single joke right now. As you attempt to think for a joke, the clown starts getting antsy. But I had time to think of a good joke. I need food, and you're looking tasty. I, I. I, you gotta open that door. I'm, you're running out of time. I'm starting to go feral. I swear to God, I, I, it's not my fault. It's okay. I understand. I'll take it as a compliment. You're saying I'm a snack. You look like a full course meal. I've, I'm gonna oh. be honest. <laughs> not even a snack. Hmm. Open the door. Why did the chicken cross the road? Why? Because the side that he was on was a poultry killing farm. <laughs> Roll a d20 with raw charisma. <laughs> and I'll, before you tell me the answer, if you can beat a 15, you'll open the door. A five. <laughs> <laughs> the door says, oh my god, that's almost as bad as the clown that's been saying stuff to me for the past 15 years. That you're gonna have to do better than that. At this point, the clown is like starting to really like inch his way closer to you. You're staring at this door face first, and the clown is slowly starting to creep up on you. How about pickup lines? Would those make you chuckle? I've been really practicing them for my womanhood ceremony, so maybe I could get a few. Well, the only guy in town. (laughs) The door doesn't respond, but the clown says, Oh, that actually sounds pretty cool. Yeah, let's hear that. I mean, Mr. Door, will you accept that as well? We will accept pickup lines as a joke, as long as you can make us me laugh. How much does a polar bear weigh? Enough to break the ice. Hi, I'm Poppy. (laughs) Roll raw charisma. Be a 15. Roll it with advantage. Ugh, 11. Oh, I liked it too. You slowly start to see a face form from the door. The face forms a bit of a smirk as you're telling the joke, but then it drops. Got some adventure time door opening going on. Uh huh. Okay. And the door says, uh, that was a little bit better, but I think you could do better than that. I couldn't crack a laugh. You almost got me to smirk, but you're gonna have to tell a better joke than that. And now you feel the clown's breath on your neck. 
he is excruciatingly close and you hear heavy breathing behind on you and the smell of rot coming from his mouth and you hear you have one more chance to tell a joke that was the only pickup line I had what do you think now good sir um do you by any chance have a mother or any female association that you might get offended with if I give a yo mama joke? I am okay with any jokes you may tell so long as I laugh. The only jokes I don't appreciate are jokes that don't make me laugh. Your mama is so fat that it requires a whole other postal code just to find her. <laughs> Roll a d20, b to 15 without advantage. 10! <laughs> the clown swings his claw and completely whips because he rolled a 1 and just scratches the door. And right in front of you, as this giant clown claw scratches down, you just see rainbow scrapes and sparks coming as his claw drags down the door. And he's going to take another attack. Hey now, quit clowning around! You say that, he looks you dead in the eyes, swings his claw, and rolls another one. And whips 100% hard and just drags down on the door one more time. And he kind of plays it off this time and leans on the door and he's like... I'm hungry. Did the door hear my joke? <laughs> oh, yes. It did. That was good. Roll a d20 to see if you can beat a 15. 17. Uh, as you see a face <laughs> pop up, now with scratch marks on his face in the door, and he starts to laugh, and he goes, ha, 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 ha. That was a good joke. You may open me in it. The door, you hear a, a click unlock, and the clown who's now leaning against the door is like, I've been waiting for this for so long. And he opens the door, and inside, you see three small fairy children, and he proceeds to go inside. Is there anything you do to stop? Uh, as soon as the door I will opens. I fly in front of the children and hold up my hands. Okay. <laughs> To stop him? Yep. Okay. Now stop! I never got your name. I'm Poppy. I'm getting to the point now where as much as I may like you, I have to eat. Move your hand. I need to eat these children. <laughs> I'm only going to tell you this once. I like you, so please listen to me. And you just, you hear the kids like whimpering in fear. Okay. I'll, I'll take out my weapon. I'm sorry, sir. But I can't let you do that. Then you will die. Have it your way. And with that, I will um, shoot my uh, an arrow at him. I take out my uh, short bow and whisper to it, may my ancestors protect me. And, and shoot it at a 17. Oh, shit, you hit. Oh, sorry, 18. As you launch your arrow, you hear the bow speak back. Ancestors protect me. <laughs> and this is where you say, May they protect you. And this is the bonus that you get 
with your family heirloom bow. Okay. Is once per day when you whisper those to your bow. Ancestors protect me. And it whispers back, you get an advantage on attack rolls. So you can roll your d20 again to see if you can do better. You already hit, but maybe you can crit. Um, so roll again? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got a 17. Okay. Yeah, so you just hit. Better hit. Okay, so what... Uh, 1d6 plus 5. Damn. Yes, 6, 11. Okay. How do you finish the clown? <laughs> I really don't want to be doing this, but you left me no other choice. I promise I'll still bring the soap bar. Where are you aiming? Straight in his stomach, because I want to take away the pain that he's feeling in his stomach because he's so hungry. Okay. As the arrow plunges into his uh, intestinal area, he drops to his knees, and you see the life quickly start to fade if you really hit him in the, the weakest spot of his body. And he says, I thought that maybe if I got food, we could have been something. And he drops to the floor and hits his face, and the kids disappear. This is a weird, dreamy, magical world, and in the place of where the kids were, you see a key. Well, um, he didn't give me this, but it's not stealing if he's dead, right? And I'll go up and collect the key. Okay. You collect the key. Bye, door. It was nice meeting you. I promise to come back with better jokes next time. And the room slowly lights up a little bit. I'll exit. Okay. Um, and I'm back in the dark hallway again with the lighted three locked door. You are. I'm going to walk down the hallway and put a key in. As you put the key into the last door, it slides perfectly into one of the locks and the chains fall. You have two more chains to do. Well, it's a good thing I have just two more keys left instead of the nine that might be behind all these nine doors. <laughs> okay, well, no time like the present. You have two through ten to pick from. Okay. You may pick whichever one you want. I'll go to the one, number eight. Number eight. As you open a door, the smell of manly cologne <gasps> wafts into your face. I've never had this feeling before. Inside, unalerted to your presence, you come from a little, it's a small fairy passage, like a AC vent duct kind of thing. And at the end of it, you see a large, pentagram table with five older gentlemen in robes standing around the table. The men are saying stuff to each other and rolling dice onto the table. They are unaware of your presence and they say, Oh, should we invade the East Oceans? I hear the monks there won't put up much of a fight. <laughs> uh, but they do sit on a very wealthy gold establishment. We could steal it from them, no problem. And you hear another man at the other end of the table say, Well, we control the eastern board of the forest. <laughs> we wouldn't have much of a problem whatsoever at stealing the gold from the monks. I say we do it. Well, let's let the dice decide. And they roll a dice on the table. And they all laugh and giggle together as they see the roll on the dice hits a high number and they go, Oh, looks like we're going to be richer than we were before. How far away am I from them? You're roughly 30 feet. Okay. Um... Inside the room is just like a 
very velvety, secretive room. And it's like a long passage to them? No, so you're at the end of a duct looking at an open room. And in that open room like is down a, into a room? Kind of like, uh, yeah, so like you're kind of in the middle of a wall. Okay. And you're looking at a big pentagram table. You have a good view. None of them are aware of you. Okay. And you just see five seemingly very rich, powerful men talking do, about rich man things. Do any of them, are any of them fairies? They are all humans. <clears throat> I don't like humans. <laughs> in fact, I have a favorite enemy of humans. Oh, which boy. I get an advantage. You get an advantage on, on humans? survival checks to uh, track them, and intelligent checks for any kind of information regarding them. Wow, that's because yeah. you're a ranger. Yep. Wow. Okay. Those dastardly humans—they're at it again. They're gonna destroy our forest, but I'm not gonna let them. Now, just how to get them out? As you say that, they say. Maybe we should have a gated community on the beach and we can raise the land elevation of our community and then heat the atmosphere to give us island real estate. You see some of them are wearing jewelry around their neck, but nothing that really speaks out to you. Poppy is a fairy, um, so she has druid craft. So I can create... I can do the predict weather orb thing. Okay. Um, make plants blossom or a random sensory effect like a sound, a taste, a smell, whatever. Okay. So I would like to throw a noise um, against the back wall like, okay. and make it sound like someone's like jingling purse. Roll a performance check to see... If you can successfully do it, lucrative sounding jingles enough to really pique their interest. It's a druid craft. Yeah, so you can do it. Uh huh. Automatically. Yeah. Within thirty feet. Yeah, but let's see if they are interested. These, these guys are rich as shit. Okay. They might not care about jingles. A big bag of money. Hmm. Very big. If they're fighting over land, then I'm sure they'll pick up a gold coin. Okay. Ro- still roll a d20 for perform- and add performance. 11. Straight 11? Yep. Okay. So the sound of a golden jingly bag plops on the ground. And all of the rich, noble-ish men, heads all kind of tilt up with a, what was that kind of thing? And less enticed by why there's cash dropping on the floor is why there's noise in this room that's not coming from them in general. And so they all look opposite direction of you at where this noise came from. Mm. Okay. Um, But it's a pretty closed room. mm. Like, there's a door in the room that they're presumably coming in and out of. Like, you know, there has to be a door in a room that they have to come in through. But besides that, there's nobody in the room. So they're all just looking in the direction and they stop talking. That one guy's like, oh, I remember when I had gold rims <laughs> when I was poor. Oh. And they stop talking and look in the direction. I think I'm just going to kill them. <laughs> so because they're all looking away, yep. I'll say that you can exit and get a <clears throat> advantage sneak attack on one of the noblish men. Yep. That's, there's five of them. Okay. So I'll, I'll, uh, oh, there's five? There's five. There's one on each corner. Oh, I thought there's three. <gasps> nope, there's five. That's a lot. Um, I will say, as you look at them, they are very elderly, not strong, 
just nobles that are not fighters. They've been leading corporations and companies. They're nothing more than than uh, you know, soft-handed men um, and women. Oh. <laughs> Um, I am going to lift up my short bow and um, aim at the one who said that he was going to put a gated community in the forest. And I get a sneak attack, so what does that do again? You get advantage. Okay. Oh, wait, was that an, an attack roll? Yes. Then? Okay. Uh, 18. Okay, you definitely hit, and we're going to go with the cleave roll. Which is? The extra damage is gonna go through to the next person. Oh. And that's gonna go for monsters onto you as well. You did seven damage? Yeah. Straight, even with mod? Yeah, seven. Okay, so you shoot your arrow as they're all looking away. And I would like to yell out to them, um, because I mean, obviously they're gonna know something's happening. Um, <coughs> capital, oh, sorry. <clears throat> Capitalism only profits the 1%. You're not thinking about the 99. You say that as the arrow plunges through the old noble's shoulder and he goes, what the fuck was that peasant saying? Oh, and it hits him in the shoulder and, and it drags his arm. He's not dead. You did not kill him, but he looks like he's already on death's door. He couldn't take much damage. Roll initiative. 24. You're going first. Yes. The noble looks at you and says, oh, only a peasant would think that. Uh, if you continue to attack us, we will have no choice but to discontinue your life. <laughs> well, it's a good thing I already decided on discontinuing yours. And I would like to shoot the guy again. Okay, go for the it. The main man. The one who I shot in the first oh, oh, Plebeians was... resort to violence. It only means that you don't know how to solve problems analytically. <laughs> I got a nine. You do not break his armor. So as you shoot, you miss and it flings right over his head and hits the wall. I was distracted by your ignorance. So I'm gonna have them all attack you at once. Oh shit, okay. And we're gonna do a, we're gonna just combine all of them with one dice roll. They roll in that 20, Jesus Christ. Well, pop my die <laughs> before she's even reached womanhood. <laughs> What's your HP? 13. Okay, they did 12 points of damage. So you get surrounded by, they actually rolled really bad. I'm not kidding, you got lucky as hell. Uh -huh. So you get all the rich noblemen jump, leap forward, because they can reach into the grate, and they start jabbing their rapiers they pull out of their pockets, okay. and start jabbing it into the hole, and a few of them nick you pretty bad and dig into your skin. Mm -hmm. I would have definitely right been out of the grate. Okay, so as they all hit you, you're going to start to retreat. Okay. I mean, Is that what you're going to do? No. I mean, they were going to hit me. Yeah, well, they got you before you could move back. Yeah, okay. So you're you're right fucked up. They oh. stabbed you a few times and you're like really Um well I don't know. I guess I'll um probably retreat. Okay. Yep, I'll, I'll probably go back to the door. You go back to the door and as you exit, your mm -hmm. health is fully restored. Oh well. And if you I close go back the door <laughs> and you see huh? some kind as you close the door, you see a magical spell poof around the door. What happens to the door? It's still there. You just see something magical happen. You don't know what. I'd like to open the door again and go inside. Okay. As you go inside, you lean toward into the crate once more, and you hear, Oh, maybe we should buy real estate property on a gated community on the coast, and then flood the atmosphere with hot gas. And then we could have island real estate. Oh. <laughs> and it seems as if 
nothing has happened. Okay. You just hit a reset button. Um, I'd like to go back into the hallway. Okay. okay. You go back into the hallway, you shut the door, and you see a magic poof again. I'd like to try door number five. Okay, as you enter door number five, what's your armor class? 16. As you open the door, a snake instantaneously lunges onto you, attempts to bite you but misses, and then at the same time attempts to constrict. Roll a DC 14 strength saving throw to see if you could grapple the snake into not- A saving throw? Yeah. Or actually, or dexterity to move out of the way from the snake surprise attacking you. It's up to you. Um, Or dexterity to move out of the way? Yeah. I do not. I get a 12. So the snake, this giant boa constrictor, constrictor wraps itself around your body. I haven't had a hug like this in years. (laughs) You are now restrained. Are you trying to say same? It looks at you and goes... And then it opens its mouth and attempts to bite you. And you're restrained, so you can do nothing but try to beat the DC. Okay. Okay, he's going to do seven points of damage. And he's going to bite onto your shoulder and just grip into your meat. Okay. And so now you have to roll a DC and beat a 14 to be able to beat the snake. No? Eight. You do not beat the snake. He's going to attempt to bite you once more. I wish you wouldn't do that. What's your armor class? 16. Okay, this time he bites and his head lunges right past yours as you stealth, as you uh, dexterity, dexterity, <laughs> dexterity, as you curve your head and it lunges past and you feel the breath of a, a massive snake just pushes right past your head. You really do have a beautiful pattern. <laughs> you say as you're about to die. <laughs> you have to beat a 14. Jesus fucking Christ, an 8 again. An 8 again, okay. The snake is going to go for another bite, and it rolled in that 20. What was your HP? 13, but now it's 6. The snake lunges and grabs onto your throat, crushes your windpipe, and you black out and wake up. At the other side of the door. At the other side? Of the door oh, that you of, just entered. Oh, okay. the snake door. Okay. Am I at full health again? You're at full health. Okay. Um, well, in that case, I'd like to open up the door and prepare for a snake. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, so roll initiative. <laughs> 15. You go first. Okay. I will, um... You open up the door, and you see a snake lunging for you. You shoot an arrow at it? Shoot an arrow, try to go, um, right down its throat. Okay, roll a d20. Let's see if you can beat his armor class. 16. Alright, roll your damage. Ah, fuckers. Six? Okay, not bad. Okay, so you shoot it, and it just misses its head. And goes right into where it's like neck would be, but because it's a snake, it doesn't have a neck. The yep. whole thing is the neck, and it just <laughs> lunges into its body, and you hear says <laughs> you fuck with its vocal cords a little bit. Or I wish I spoke it. snake so I could say I'm sorry. You can see it like understood you, but it's like not like like it's just in feral mode, and now it's going to attempt to constrict you. Okay. Uh, actually, it does does it does go straight for it. 
Okay, so it's gonna be try to be your armor class. Mm-hmm. What's your armor class? Sixteen. Okay, so it goes to constrict you, and does not get its grip around you just yet, and you manage to fly up a little bit and down and away from it. Okay. So it doesn't get me. Mm-mm. Okay. So it's your turn again. You just dodged the snake from constricting you. I'll try to put you out of your misery. 16 again. Okay, roll your damage. Six again. Okay. Uh, you shoot the snake again a little bit higher from the original windpipe, and you hear it. It's like it's having a really hard time hissing. You're like blocking off its like throat. It is 100% on death's door. But it's now going to attempt to straight up bite you and not constrict. It's going to bite you. <laughs> Unless a 19 doesn't beat your armor class. Oh, no, it does. Actually, sorry, 23. Uh, okay, so four points of damage. He gripped onto the same spot he did the first time on his shoulder and just continues to... He sinks his teeth into your shoulder and just digs into your meat. <coughs> I'm going to pretend that you're just trying to kiss me. Ten does not beat it. Yep. So as you go for it, he's going to attempt to constrict you again, since he's close within range to you. You're lucky you got my dominant hand. Next time you might not be as lucky. Uh, Ten does not beat it, does it? Nope. So it goes to wrap itself around you, and at this point you're starting to feel its like movements. You know, you can tell that it's going to constrict you, and this time you easily manage to move out of the way and get a shot on it. Okay. So it's your turn. Just a massive boa constrictor moving around the ground trying to grab around you. Does a 24 beat? It's armor. Yeah, <laughs> go for it. How do you finish it? Because it doesn't matter. Oh, it doesn't? Yeah, whatever your bonus. Eight. Yeah, how do you finish the snake? I'll make sure you go down in history. <laughs> okay. And I'll, like, you know... Um, stomp down on it, like, because I'm flying in the air, and then I'll, like, stomp my foot down on it so it kind of restrains it. Okay. And then shoot an arrow into its noggin. The arrow plunges through the snake's noggin, and its tongue sticks out. And as it, the snake slowly starts to form in, like, geometrical shapes and disappear, one of the geometrical shapes of its tongue starts to form a key, and everything in the snake disappears. You're now in a blank room that was there before with a key. Well, that's two. One more to go. And I'll walk out in the hallway, place the key in, the, in another lock. And it clunks through a lock and the chain falls and you have one more lock to go. All right. Let's see. Which door do I want to go down? Which door was that? That was... You did door number eight with the rich people. Yep. And this one was door number... Five? Fuck, fuck, fuck. Yes, five. Um, I'll take door number four. Okay. Oh. Oh. You open up the door. You bet I do. So, as you open up door number four, you see a very brightly lit stage. And you hear a crowd go... Welcoming to the stage, the fairy that we all love, Poppy! Poppy, Poppy, that's me! I'm Poppy! Hello, hello, I'm Poppy! Hello, everyone! There's a mic standing up right in front of the, in, in the middle of the stage that you're presumably supposed to go talk to on. 
And uh, the crowd goes silent as they wait for your interaction. I'll uh, fly, dart to the stage, Mm -hmm. and bow. It's me! I'm Poppy! Hello! Hello! Poppy! Yeah! The crowd cheers and excites you on and says, Yeah, we love you! Aw, I love each and every one of you. The crowd goes silent as they await for your next entertainment routine, maybe? You hear a crowd in the distance say, Tell a joke! And you hear another one go, We want to hear her sing! Oh, I don't normally do this in in front of such a large crowd. Large crowd. The crowd starts to go, Oh, it like starts to get a lot dimmer atmosphere. You, you can tell that you just started losing a little bit of their uh, attention. But I can dance for you all. The crowd cheers again. Yeah, we want to see dancing. And you hear maniacal clapping. Yeah, Poppy, Poppy. How do you dance? Well, my favorite production is one presented by Willy Wonka's Oompa Loompas. <laughs> Shall I do that one for you? Do the dance! You got it! And you proceed to do an Oompa Loompa dance? Yep. Uh, explain how you go about this. Well, Oompa Loompas are bulbous um, creatures that are very tiny, much like fairies. So, I will, um... Oompa Loompa doompity do. I've got a problem to solve for you. <laughs> okay. Because you're doing that... You're doing your own fairy talk of it, I'm assuming, right? Like yeah. you're Do um, a DC 10 performance check and do it twice. And if you can beat a 10, then I'm going to call it a success for pleasing the crowd. 15. Okay, now do it again. So your singing is phenomenal. They love hearing the, the Oompa Loompa fairy version of the song that you proceed to sing. But your dance is a little bit unchoreographed and although you you put in a lot of charisma to it you're just not pulling off a satisfiable dance so you still get a good applause yeah yeah this is good this is good let's let's hear more singing though we like the singing oh you like my singing we we love it sing a whole new world i don't know the whole song Something, something, bright cities. Okay, because you don't know the words. Fair enough. Roll a performance with disadvantage and you have to beat a 10. <laughs> Seven. Okay, the crowd's like, ah, it's okay. They, you get some sympathetic claps, but nothing really. Let's see, do something else. Um, okay. Um, how about I do some, uh, some, um, some tumbling? I can do some backflips for you. Backflips are cool. Let's see backflips. I like backflips back too. Backflips, backflips. Acrobatics then? Oh yeah, do acrobatics. Are you just going for a straight backflip? I'll do three backflips. Okay, do three backflips in a row. Roll and be a DC. I'd say 13 because you're a fairy. Each time? Or? Yeah, for each time you do a backflip, do a 13. Okay. Well, the first one, I got a 23. Okay, so I'm just going to cover that one first. 
and say you do two gnarly backflips right off the bat. You flip perfectly. You're so used to doing acrobatics with your wings in the air and stuff like that, that on the third backflip, you're very cocky and now roll for the third. 15. You do a pretty fucking good backflip. So the crowd is at this point going nuts. They're like, Bobby, Bobby. They're going crazy. You start to get roses thrown on stage, but it seems like they're still waiting for a little bit more of a show. So Mm -hmm. as they're cheering, you get that vibe. The cheering hasn't stopped. Are you gonna do anything? Of course I will. I live to entertain. Bobby, Bobby. I will now juggle. Hmm. What will you juggle? Now, does the crowd have anything in their hands? Perhaps some daggers? Maybe some um, balls of flaming fire? As you say daggers, the crowd, you see multiple people at once hold up a bunch of daggers to throw on stage. Before they throw, is there anything you want to say? And they throw daggers. <laughs> Roll a DC, let's say 14 saving throw to see if you can get out of the way of the daggers. Dexterity? Yes. How much? 14. 11. Okay. I'm going to say you're going to take a D12 of damage. Okay. You take two points of dag- uh, piercing damage as... The crowd chucks. Two? Yeah, two points of damage as the crowd chucks a bunch of daggers at you. One of them hits you in the the wrist and just gives you a slice, not down the highway but across the road. So it's enough to like hit your wrist but not like slit it. Perfect. Now I don't have to get, go and gather this one. Thank you. And the crowd doesn't give a fuck. They're just like Poppy, Poppy. They're starting to like froth at the mouth. They're going crazy for it. I'll go and collect two more daggers. Okay. And you're okay. gonna attempt to juggle them. Now. And I'm gonna attempt to juggle them. Okay. Now, um, would it be a sleight of hand, perhaps? I'm gonna say it's up to you. You could do sleight of hand. You could do performance. You could do. Uh, Okay, I'll just slide a hand. Okay. okay, so tell me how you perform this. I haven't done this in a while, so bear with me, all right? And I'll toss the first dagger in the air and ready to catch the other ones. Okay, roll better than a DC, let's say a 13. And if you can beat it, you can successfully do juggling. Better than a 13? Better than a 13. I rolled a 13. Okay, then you meet it. So you don't totally destroy the juggling, but you manage to keep a rhythm going. You juggle the daggers. You find the perfect rhythm of wrist chucking the dagger and throwing it up in the air as it spins and catching in your hand. And you manage to pull it off. And the crowd at this point is just fucking screaming. Bobby, yeah, we love you. And they're just like fucking violently shaking their heads. And Meanwhile, it- I would also like to add into my performance. Yes. Um, a, um, what is the weather outside? You're gonna say that? No, I'm asking you, the DM. What's the weather outside? Of this world? Yep. It doesn't really have a weather. This is a weird DMT universe. There's backstore, backstage exit doors. I would say you don't know what the weather is. I would like to project my prediction of weather within the knives that I am throwing. So in the center circle, juggling around them. 
Okay, so you're gonna put whatever the prediction of weather is inside. You know, yeah, yeah, snowflake, yeah. sun, whatever it may be. I'm gonna say because it's a spell or a cantrip mm -hmm. that you're gonna be casting. Mm -hmm. Roll your DC for juggling again as you throw him up in the air and you cast the cantrip in the middle. And you have to beat a 13 to be able to pull it off. Nope, 9. Okay. So as you throw up your daggers, mm -hmm. you throw them all up higher into the air at once and you cast your cantrip and you just see a cloud with rain start to drop and the daggers fall through the rain, disappearing the cloud and dissipating it and hitting the ground. Looks like it's raining daggers today. Oh, roll a straight charisma check. To I don't see if have you can, any charisma. To see if you can pull it off as a joke. I'll say if you can beat a 10. 19. That, all right, yeah. So as you say that, the crowd thinks it's 100% part of the performance <laughs> and they just go fucking nuts. Roses fly everywhere into the stage as they slowly start to create a complete lair on the ground. And then out of nowhere, the screaming stops. Everything goes silent. The farthest crowd starts to disappear in a wave of geometric circles once more. And then gone. And then all the roses vanish at once. And in the spot right in front of you where there's a bunch of roses is a key. Hmm. I'm not a big fan of roses. I would have preferred some poppies. <laughs> I'll pick up the key and walk to the door. And because this was your... A third good pun. I'm gonna say you're gonna get a point of inspiration that you can burn whenever you want. So you can add onto your ability score sheet or whatever you want to call it that you get an inspiration point. Cool. And uh, yeah, the room starts to brighten up a little bit more. And I'm assuming you exit the door. I would like to exit and go into the darkly lit hallway, go up to the chain door, and insert the last and hopefully final key. Yep. So you insert the key. And you hear a very satisfying as you undo the last and final chain and it drops to the floor. And as you hear that, as you do that, you hear a loud thaumaturgy boof and all the doors swing open. And you hear screams and yelling and witches cries and... <laughs> And you see all the monsters all at once fall from the doors. You see boa constrictors. You see all the rich people that were around the table. Uh, you see a big pool of algae and gunk fly out of one pool, out of one door. You see a tweaker with needles in his arm shaking coming out of one door. Here you see a giant gelatinous boneless monster with skin tags just plop halfway inside. You hear loud crowd yelling, Bobby. Hello, everyone. Just like you're my number one fan, I'm your number one fan. As you say that to the plethora of monsters that come through the door, all of their heads turn and look at you, and they start to charge. <laughs> oh, not today. And I'll charge through the open door that I just opened. Okay, as you shut it, a loud boom hits from where the monsters were coming at you from and just ram into the door and as you step through the next door a unique pleasant smell of fruit loops and cow manure lingers into your nostrils the ground is soft grass and around you is a town comparable to that of a large amish village but with a dash of runescape 
A man scrolls by talking about shop investments with a well-dressed cow. The man says, So, you're telling me if we sell less beef and more chicken, then giving room for more transactions for human-to-cow relationships would actually be a thing? You're brilliant, my dear butterscotch. And you hear, (laughs) And it just... A man says that with a cow that's dressed up in a well-nice suit and just walks by. That's one smart cow. I should get some business plans from it. (laughs) And that's where we're going to leave off. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I don't get put back into the mother tree? Nope. You still got to go through. Oh, this is just like a first Yeah, that was the first. That was the first. Uh, level. You're still in the mother tree. Wow! <laughs> one small door for Poppy, one large, large <laughs> trial towards womanhood. Who would have thunk it? I'm so fucking cute, bitch. I'm so fucking cute. This is your DM Dominic speaking. If you guys made it this far, seriously, thank you so much. I appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Uh, You can let us know what you liked about this episode. Contact me on Instagram at chipskylark43 or feel free to contact Mel as well at melaboo2. Find her on Instagram. Guys, thank you. Skeet, skeet.